Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God has, God has been speaking to us from the beginning of this uh, worship service. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Say a loud amen to him. Yes. God is continued to speak to us through his word now. Let us turn to Romans chapter 8. Verse 28 to 30. The book of Romans, chapter 8, from verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good. Love God. His purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also Justify, and whom he justify, this he also glorify. Amen? The verse starts like this. Now we know that all things, how many things? All things work together for good to those who love God. Do you love God? Do you love God? Can you say your neighbor that all things work together for good? All things work together for good, those who love God. Since we love God, we greet our neighbor, all things work together to you and me. Amen? Whatever it is, whatever it is, you can imagine... Or you can, whatever you experience, you can just remember. Or, very especially today, what is, whatever the situation you are, what you are going through in your personal life, in your family life, in your spiritual life, in your working place, or with your family back home, whatever it is. The scripture says, all these things work together for good to those who love God. There are different versions, says different uh, things in the sense, all things work together or together as it is. In other Bible it says, says, God works all things together for our good. So uh, now, I have taken from this scripture from uh, ESV. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are the called according to His purpose. So the title of this message is, as we started our song, the first song, God is God of hope. 
we said we put our hope what we sang we put we put our hope in the word of god our hope is hello be alert if you don't attend to the word of god you will not understand anything we have confessed god as a purpose we confess that we love god amen we love god now you have to watch very carefully and listen carefully what is the good thing god has for you or through the things god is going to work through that so here the title of this message is god of hope and our hope is in god and in his word our hope is not in the world or the things of the world or the people of the world do you agree do you agree yes be in that mind then we are suffering through difficult times we can know that god will cause the bad situation to work together for good all things works together that's why i say all things works together or he or god works all things together the word no means to learn from instruction how do we know the paul uh, he, he writes here we know but now you should you should say i know so we know what do you know how do you know that you know by the instruction by the not by the facts but by the instruction of the word of god what we know what we heard what we believed and what you have read and we believed everything is the word the word we know god causes all things to work together for good because we are taught through god's word this is the truth the only way we know this fact is through the teaching of the bible how much you read meditate and hear the word of god that much you know otherwise you do not know as simple as that some of us whenever the, the things are even to the present you may be some of you may be thinking why it is happening why you ask this question why the question is raised from within you is because you have not read the word properly you have not heard the word properly if at all you heard or you read you are not applied or you are not understood or you are not applied to your life that is why you do not know what is happening today even the good things looks bad and maybe bad things looks good vice versa for that the most important thing if we wanted to say and join with paul and say i know if you are the person you should know the word properly it is not just heard the word know the word properly that is you apply that word with your life 
So the only way to know the facts through the teaching of the Bible. If it were not of the revelation of the word, we would tend to think that too many things that happen in our life for evil instead of God. How many times have you seen what seems to be like hopeless situation turn into something good? I have seen some of the most difficult situation in their life turn into something good for people. There are many. Even my personal experiences as well. In my own life there have been many things that happened that at the time did not seem to be good. But later I could see they were the best thing that happened to me or they led something really good. We are told that God causes all things to work together for good. In the context of the book so far, all things include all trials, tribulations we deal with in our life, and it deals with the persecution as we read through the, when we are doing the intercession, and the second part of the, the portion, what we read, actually that is covered in this. Even the persecution we face as a result of our faith. Why we stand firm till today? Because of our faith in God. We can go through all these things. Why Paul challenges this? Because of his faith in him. We have some examples in the scriptures of this principle. Probably the best example in the entire Bible is found in the life of Joseph. I like his character very much for various reasons. But he is a very classic example for each and every one of us. You know the story. Joseph, son of Jacob. Of course, the coat of many colors, the fame. Because he was his father's favorite and acted somewhat superior on his own account, his brothers hated him. When he was 17, they abused him and sold him into the slavery of millionaires traders, who eventually resold him in Egypt. You know the story. Through the series of circumstances, worked together by God, he became second pharaoh over all Egypt. When even his brothers fall under his power, and then realize, what he is. They are terrified for their lives. Joseph tells them, can you turn to Genesis chapter 45 verse 4 and 5 you can read. Genesis chapter 45 verse 4 and 6 and 7 and 8. He says, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourself for selling me here. Because 
It was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your life by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. What a wonderful statement it is. Verse 7 and 8. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household, and the ruler of Egypt. So you indebted me, verse 7, even Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You intended me harm, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done and saving of many lives. What a wonderful statement of testimony. I don't think none of us who is sitting here should have gone through that kind of, or even a part of that experiences. Even at least 50% of it. Never. But yes, even in the future, I do not know any one of us as going through have such a hardship in our life. Whether if you think it of the lowest or the highest, if you think of your pit, going to a pit, you are not going to. If you are going to be on the throne, you are not going to be. Unless the Lord comes. We are not going to have, but it is a very classic example. You know the whole history. And his experience and what has happened to him. So he, God made him father of Pharaoh, lord of his entire household, and ruler of all Egypt. Do you want that position? If you think of, even I can tell many things about myself. There are many things. Only one thing I will tell you, how I stand here. Why I stand here. As I was, no, you, you may not believe it, but in the presence of God I say, you have to believe it. Shortly, I can say. I don't prefer to come here. And I was forced to come by my sister. Because I was in a good position back home. I was very famous. Highly respected. Highly paid. Well recognized person. In the place where I was. Spiritual life? Yes. I love God, learn to love Him, obey Him, had a love relationship with Him, prayed to Him all the time, in the sense, even in the night, I walk after my work, after nine o'clock, I walk with my bicycle for three kilometers and to pray. At the end, I used to go to the playground and put my cycle down, bicycle, and pray over there, return home by ten o'clock. So in that case, even spiritually also I was well, to my satisfaction. 
My sister was here, who asked me to come. I refused. First visa got expired. I was supposed to be in 2000, sorry, 1983 August, but I, I refused. Second visa she applied, and that got expired on January 31st of 1984. I entered here on 30th of January, one day just before my visa got expired. That much reluctant and stubborn I was to come here, refused to come here. Do you believe that? Everybody will say that we will come for a good thing to earn money, to flourish, so on. But I am not like that. I did not come for that purpose. I thought that is bad. I thought where I was was good. What I was was good. I was well recognized in the, in the, in, by the community. In every company. But it is not my sister who brought me. It is God who brought me here. That's why I stand here. Now I completed 30 years and 5 months. Do you believe that? How God has brought me here? Why God brought me here? Even after I come here, I cried and cried for six months. I came in January. I cried at my room. I did not go to any fellowship. I do not know. I was crying and crying. At last God showed me one person. Then with that person, it is related to a fellowship which was started by this church in 1984. August I joined, and this church started in 1986, August, after two years. And since that time, I am a part of this fellowship. Today, I stand before you as a testimony. How God turned the bad situation into good. If he has done to Joseph, if he has done to me, he will do it to you also. Whatever the situation you are. It is by the grace of God, for the glory of God, even God led me as a pastor of this church for about seven years. How come it is possible? Who planned it? It is not my sister, not my anybody, it is not me. It is God who planned it. So God can change any situation of yours and make it good. So every word will become true in your life. Even the second example, you know about the early church. What has happened? What God promised to them? And what they did it? When the early church was being persecuted, it seems like a bad thing for them. God promised, He given a great commission, everybody was gone. And he told them, go into the whole world and baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ and spread the word. But they were all comfortably sitting in Jerusalem. When the persecution came, they were scattered. When they were scattered, Acts 8.4 says, but the believers who had been fleed Jerusalem, went everywhere and preaching the good news about Jesus. 
because of that you and me came to know the word if they were sitting in one in jerusalem today you may not be sitting in this country so the persecution turned to spread the word at a most part of the world so dear children whatever you are facing in life god promises that it will work together for good who is that promise for you is it for every person or it just a limited few look at the rest of the world the promise love god those who are called according to his purpose see the terms this is the condition it is easy to accept and enjoy yes my situation will change i won't be the same as i am today tomorrow the situation will change good the term is you should love god and you should be called by him and for his purposes so i know boldly confidently declare it is i love god and god has called me for his purpose that's why i stand here to preach you can you say that you can if you don't believe in the past or before from now onwards you can start believing in him in his word whatever you hear you start believing it obeying it practicing it even you too have a experience as i am having so that is the first thing is in this god plan for you is bigger than your problem that is verse 28 so god's plan for you is bigger than your problem secondly the purpose behind the plan the purpose behind this plan verse 29 says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers so what is the plan behind it or what is the purpose behind this plan god has a plan and he has the purpose what is that purpose the purpose is the last part of it conform to the image of jesus christ the word we translate conformed is word that means your likeness likeness in the sense inside and outside your thorough change within us 
God can change the situation the according to His plan, the purpose is for us to have the image of Jesus Christ. Then only, when we go, or when we are in the world, not by your teaching, not by your name, as your Christian name, what you are bearing, not by your teaching, by your very nature, by your very character, people, the world will know you are a Christian. Do you believe that? Do you know that? Do you want to be like that? That is the purpose of God in your life. When God changes the situation, God wants us to make you and to have a, the same image of Jesus Christ in you. One of the purpose of God working in your life through the difficult times is so that one day you will have a same, even the resurrection body. body. That is the Jesus, what Jesus has had. We will look for him. Today we may not have the same body as Jesus had. Maybe in our character and the attitude and the attribute we will have it by our testimony. But it is not the end. The end is when the Lord comes, we are going to meet him. And we will be like him. That is our hope. What is your hope? Do you have that hope? Do you have that hope? Without that hope, there is no point in sitting here. It is not a just a traditional or a regular or a, uh, whatever the worship is. Because today is a Friday, there is no other thing we will do. No, no, no. We have a great hope. We have a great hope in, in, about our future. By our living, the purpose of our living on this earth is to make heaven. It is not only having everything, blessed physically or financially, and having a good cloth, good car, whatever it is. You add all the material things. That is not the end, that is all the immaterial things that will go with the world. Whatever you have now, you are going to live it. That is all temporary. Even this country is temporary. Tomorrow if you want to go leave, you have to leave. So this country is not permanent. The position or materials what you have is not a permanent. What is one thing is permanent? Hello? What is one thing is permanent? Your soul, your hope about heaven. You should make heaven. Always I used to say, how the Christian differ from others? One testimony, one question, and one answer, straightforward answer. If you die today, where you will be tomorrow, or next moment? Today, if your life is taken away from this world, where you will be? Where you will be? What is your answer? If you say that I will be with the Lord, you are the right Christian. Your salvation is right. You are believing Jesus Christ is right. You are following him is right. Otherwise, your very foundation of your salvation is a question mark. 
we should have that confidence as a Christian. So we can challenge to any unbelievers or whoever is. If I die today, I have a hope. Tomorrow I'll be with the Lord. If you, have, you, if you can able to say that, you are the right Christian, and it is a sign that you are walking in the right path. If you have any doubt in this, your very foundation of your salvation is a question. So, the purpose of God setting you free or changing the situation of your hard situation or your trials or your, from your temptation or your persecution, whatever it is, is to change you, to conform, to have you the image of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, And all of us have had the veil removed so that we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him and reflect His glory even more. Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior of the custom of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, then you will know what God wants you to do. And you will know how good and pleasing and perfect His will really is. So this is the destiny for those who love God. God does not want us to fail to reach this goal for our life. Because it is part of bigger plan for us. Thirdly, let us briefly look at the process behind God's plan. First we know the plan. Second we know the purpose. Let us know the process, how God works. It continues from 29 to 30. So it talks about we are, even 29, talks about those whom God foreknew. In the context word, foreknew means to approve or beforehand. God knows it before. As it is written in Jeremiah, we know, God knows you means even before we are formed in the womb of our mother. Since that time till today. God knows about us. Not only till today. Even our future is in His hand. So God knows about your past. It is past to you. For Him, it is always the same. Even what are you? And always I used to say about the Word. The Bible. What He speaks about. I used to tell always three things. First of all, He speaks about the world. That is a different issue. He speaks about God. The unchanging God who is the same yesterday, today and forever. From His creation till His coming, it is there. More than that, He speaks about you and me. About your past. About your present. About your future. It is here. Do you believe that? Say Amen to that. 
Because you now, why you say Amen? You know about your life. Your life is written in this book. If you know it about your future, you will, if you read it, you know about your future. God knows it. Everything is written. So in the same way, why we should read Bible? This is what it is. So the process, like that. God foreknew. He knew about us. What we are going to be. How we are going to live. What you are going to do. What you are going to think. What is already in your heart now? What is your desire? That's what the scripture says, always confirms us, edifies us, and always encourages us. God is the one who knows even the depth of your heart and fulfill your desire if it is pleasing along with God. Amen? There are many things, the treasures are there for you to dig out and know and apply it. Otherwise, if you wait for somebody to speak and somebody to tell you, it takes a long time for you to understand. So what this means is, in eternity, past, God knew, knew he would approve of anyone accepted his son. So he foreknew that those who accepted Jesus Christ would be accepted by him. God approves those who are faithful. So we should only when we accept Jesus Christ, we will be accepted by God. And we will be known to Him. So in that way, God approves it. If we are faithful. Secondly, predestined. The passage says, He predestined them to be conformed to His image. Once again, this deals with the fact that God decided beforehand that those who accept Jesus would be conformed to the image of his, his image that we would have the resurrection body. So it is predestined by him. It is not today happened or it is going to be happened tomorrow. No. It was predestined by him. Thirdly, you are called. He says that those whom he predestined, he also called. The one who are predestined to glory are those who accept the call of the gospel. The call is open to everyone. Second Timothy 2.4 tells that God desires all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you pray for that? It is our prayer. When That is the one of the purpose we should know very confidently believe that. Why God has brought us here? It is not only bringing us here. Why God is keeping us here? Is one purpose. That is, it is not only you and me to know Him, make Him known to others. Make Him known to others. By what? 
Only when you know the truth, you will speak the truth. And you pray, you don't go here, it is not possible, go and preach outside everybody to confess your faith. At least, at least pray. Yesterday we had a very wonderful, powerful prayer in our prayer session. Every time and again God is speaking to us different servant of God and different way of direction and our prayer is focused particular things and we join together and intercede and we believe God will make that or bless us to come to pass that to happen in our own time. The same principle. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. That simple. That, that simple truth has to be conveyed. Unless you know the truth, how can go and know, make, them know, uh, make them to know the truth? First you know the truth, Believe the truth, practice the truth, go and make the people to know the truth, then the truth will set them free. It is not you setting them free. Hello? Can you do that? Can you do that? So those who are reject the call or lost, those who accept are the saved. So finally, uh, fourthly, you are justified. The one who is called are justified. Remember, that being justified means that we are declared innocent. If you are guilty, you cannot go to heaven. We can declare ourselves innocent. Sorry. We cannot, but God is the one who can do that. And that is done to those who answer the call of Jesus. So we are not justified, even I, I, from, the, from the portion what we read from Romans 8, just look at it. If you, there are seven questions. If you can able to know and answer the seven you are passed. Turn your Bible. Romans 8. First question. After hearing this, what then shall we say these things? What you are going to say? I need your answer. Seven questions are there. You go and read it at home. If these things are said, it, is, it may be the end of the, my message. Yeah, almost I am coming now. So at the end, you should ask, what then, what then shall we say to these things? Second question. If God is for us, who can be against us? Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. If God is for us, who can be against us? Hello? If you are not... If you are not read the word, properly practice the word, if you are not going through that kind of situation as Paul is writing, see the end of the things. 
What are the things he has experienced? Only for him he has the right to say that. If you live very comfortably and the luxurious living, if you not even pray and praise him, or if you don't spend an hour in his presence, you don't have a right to say that. First of all, you should know him. You should know him. You should desire to live like him. Then when you go through the situation, the trials, then now only, then only you can say, if God is for me, who can be against me? Amen? Third question. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? First of all, you should know God's, you should know that you are the God's elect. Do you believe that? God is elected, God has chosen you. By his predestined, he knows you. If you believe so, you can say, who can? No one. Fourth, it is God who justifies. And who is he who condemns? If you have sin in you, if you have, if you live with sin, you have no right to say that. You cannot challenge this. Who is the one who condemns? Even your own conscience will condemn you. You are a sinner. You live in sin. You did it. You think it. This. You think that this. These are all the wrong things. These are all the sin against him. So your conscience itself will condemn you. So if it is so, how can you say, who can condemn me? So that's why when you come to the Lord's table, one of the places where you are, you examine yourself. Don't let God to condemn you or judge you. You judge yourself. The judgment is yours. So that is why with a clear conscience, if we have a clear conscience, come and have a part of it. If you do not have, better refrain from that. So here, the fourth question is, uh, fifth one, who is he who condemns? Then sixthly, the sixth question is, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who can separate us from the love of Christ? First of all, you should, you should love him. How much you love him? We know all God loves us. He loves forever. Even the last victory at Rosa, I shared that. We sang the first song. Eh? What about his love? His love is amazing. His love is amazing. His love is amazing. What about your love? What about your love towards him? How much you love him? How do we measure it? The more you love, the more you obey. As simple as that. The more you love, the more you obey. More you obey, more you will know him. More you know him, more you are closer with him. The more you are closer with him, you will have his nature in you. Seventh question. Who shall separate us from his uh, love, uh, uh, from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress 
or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. If you go through all only, you will know. Definitely you will cry when you go through that. But even if you go through that, if you happen to go through that, if you know God, if you love God, you can say that, who can, what can separate me from the love of God? As for God, His love is permanent. Whether you love it or not, He loves you. Whether you love it, He is not expecting that. But, we should have that kind of uh, attitude in us and attribute to love Him by understanding His love. Make you to love Him. So, we have to understand, try, trace out in what other way God blesses you and He is showing your love. So, justification is by Him. Finally, the process, glorified. When it is all said and done, when Jesus returns, we will be glorified with Jesus. We will be a brother or a sister of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 29. We become brethren. We become, he is the firstborn. And we are brothers and sisters with him. What a super privilege for us to become brother and sister of Jesus Christ. Hello? Do you know that? What a privilege, what God has given to you. It is not just as a child of God, as a Christian, as a so on, we are sitting here. We will be with Him at the end as a brothers and sisters. And we will have the same mortal body as Jesus has. That is our hope. That is our faith. But we have to work on. The life is given to us on any part of the world. This part of the world to prepare ourselves to be with Him forever. To be with Him forever. Our life is not planned or we, it is our desire is not just to live as long as we are in this country. We will have this fellowship, the bread of life as we are going from here. Finish. Everything is gone away. You are washed up and go in your own way. Is it the way? No. So we will receive our inheritance in full from the Lord as He is going to come. As a conclusion, the purpose God is behind His plan and process behind the plan are some of the reasons that God works through our trials and problems to make the work out of for good. God does not want us to fail or to think that Satan is more powerful than he is. Our, that's what the promise says. We are, we are more than conquerors. You know the privilege? Jesus Christ is the conqueror. If he is more than conqueror, if you think that Satan has a power, some power, if he may conquer, no, you are more than conqueror. Amen? 
because of Jesus Christ. Because he won the cross, through the cross. He gone through the, even the graveyard. And the power of God, which raised him up, and he conquered the world, the power of Satan. And the Bible says, you are more than the conquerors. Amen? And um, pain and sufferings are reality of this world. As long as we live in this world, life, it will be a part of life. If the sickness comes, don't simply say it is a Satan. No. It is a part of it. But you have to face it. You have to overcome it. With the grace of God, with the power of God. That's it. All that will pass when we go to heaven. This sickness is not going to follow you. As the position of this world is not going to follow you, or the sickness, or you are blind, or you are lame, or none of the things. You can enter heaven without your harm, without your eyes, or without your hand, but you cannot enter without Christ's heaven. We have a great God who will help us to raise above the misfortunes in life. Don't be discouraged. Look for the silver lining in the cloud of distress. God loves you. And when we love him, he will welcome us into his family. Do you want to be a part of that family? This is the family that we know. There is the extended family, family in heaven. We are belongs to that family. Hello? We are belongs to God's family, which is in heaven. That is the place prepared for us. That is our home. So don't be discouraged what is happening to you today. Whatever the situation you are going through, the Bible says, all things work together for good for those who love Him. If you love Him, if you believe God has chosen you and called you for His purpose, definitely yes, you will make it. The today's situation is not going to follow you tomorrow. Today, you are hard time, the trials, or the temptations, or the uh, whatever you call, or your today's sickness, is not going to hurt you or follow you tomorrow. Amen? Amen? Because Jesus Christ won the victory on behalf of us on the cross. There is one condition that is one thing. If we live in any sin, that's most important. You cannot say or boast about anything of the good. You have to confess it. Repent and confess and give away. Because God is the gracious God. If you know that His love is that much in abundance, and he love forever. Say that. Are you worthy of it? If you have any unforgiven sin in you, if you have done, or even hatred, 
gossiping or thinking about someone in your heart or something which you are supposed to obey you are disobeyed to god to your parents whatever it is you have to examine you should have the sensitivity that is the sign of spirit of god working in you spirit of god is in us for what to convict us correct us and leads us and we know god is always watching over god is always with us i i usually used to say very specially when we are traveling used to say we bless and greet the people god will be with you the presence will be there and god will take care of you everything is good it is not only for the protection it is not only for your provision he is there to watch over you whenever wherever you are going away from his presence whenever wherever you commit sin against him that also he watches he is watching over you don't think that everything granted he is there to take care of me i can go to this way no be conscious about your every walk of our life obey to what god commanded you to obey if you disobey that is a sin if you have a hatred if you have a gossip two persons join together talking about the third person who is not there gossip we are called to give the gospel not to gossip if at all you gossip gossip the gospel let's close our eyes let us stand to our feet you are now you know about what god has spoken to you today god has a plan god has a purpose god has as a process of changing all your situations into good whatever it is all things are possible to those who believe in him even now you can pray to yourself and thank god for the word and whatever god has spoken if you believe that it is for yours thank him if your heart are filled with your grace and the gratitude unto him for his word god will honor your faith in jesus name we pray gracious heavenly father once again we thank you and praise you for the time that you given to us in your presence yes dear father as you have spoken to us lord it is not just we are hearers of your word help us to be a doers of your word increase our faith strengthen us o lord as you loved us help us to learn to love you learn to obey you in everything what you are commanding us to obey your father in that we will please you in through that we will experience your presence in our life in jesus precious name we pray please you can take your seat now is the time for us to go to the lord's table <clears throat> first corinthians chapter 11 
I will read it from 23 onwards. For I have received from the Lord that which I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so, let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Here, this Lord's table is prepared for those who are accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and obey the Lord into what is a baptism. And this is not a ritual, it is the ordinance of the church. Here it is, it is a commandment to all the children of God. It is not an optional. That's why the many places it is said, do this, do this, and do this. And there are many things concerning this. One pre-qualification is, you believe and accepted Jesus Christ is the Lord. And now, you pray yourself. As we have read, if you have any unforgiven sin in you, it is a time to confess before the Lord. And if you have that assurance, God has forgiven, be the clear conscious, you are most welcome to take part in this Lord's table. Father, we thank you once again for the time. Thank you for the wine and the bread which prepare for us. Bless them, O Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Sanctify it. When we come together in union to take part in this table, Lord, help us to receive your blessings and to remember your death, your burial, your resurrection, and your coming. And it is a commandment for us to proclaim to this world Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of our life. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Open with me to Psalm 105, verse 36 to 38. I'm going to pray with that and we close. Again, we have been telling you since the beginning of this service, whatever you are going through is just a phase. That God has brought to the second half of the year and prepared. Be prepared for a surprise. 
And by this table today, hear what God is telling you. That your story is changed forever. If you came in here single, you are going back double. You came in with sorrow, you are going back rejoicing. By this table, you came here with lack, you are going with abundance in the name of Jesus. If you came into this all sick, you are going back with sound health in the name of Jesus. That was what God did for the Israelites when they took the communion, the first Passover. Look at what your God did for them. He smote all the firstborn in their land and the chief of their strength. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. Does that represent what you want? And there was not one feeble person among their tribe. It means within you no more sickness. If you believe that, say a strong amen. So Egypt was glad when they departed. Oh, I love that. Your enemy will be happy that you have escaped their captivity. Your enemy, they are already rejoicing now that, oh, thank God, we cannot catch this man again. Thank God, we cannot trouble this man again. Because he's operating at a higher level than what we can reach. So Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. Go ahead and appreciate the Lord for the food he has given you this afternoon. I say, Lord, I thank you for the change you have given me. Thank you for changing my story. Your story is changed already. It's changed already. Your story is changed already because you have taken that shot of his blood and your flesh. Give glory unto the Lord. From the beginning of the service, he has been giving you the dosage. Believe his word. He said, believe his prophet and you will see what God will do. Lord, we thank you for what you have done in our midst this morning. This afternoon we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. I decree that as we go today, every one of us, the Lord will embarrass us with miracles. In the name of Jesus. As we step out of this auditorium, we will meet with favor. In the name of Jesus. Favor will follow you all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus. You shall never recover. From the powerful move of God in your life and all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. The grace of God and fellowship. With the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Abundance and grace. God bless you in Jesus' name.